If I trust God, I will not carry worry or anxiety in my life. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Charles Stanley, and he's talking to us about a big topic in our day, which is anxiety. I know that I kind of thought for a while that I didn't deal much with anxiety and worry, and then different things have happened in the past several months, and storms have literally blown in and changed our life completely around from what we thought, and, you know, just different things that I've been doing, and I've realized that anxiety, for me, is real, and it is not fun and worry and thinking and constantly about certain things and trying to figure everything out and trying to understand why everything is happening and trying to just make things work and just not being at peace basically inside is just not a fun place to be. And so Charles Stanley is addressing that today and tomorrow in his message. Here's Charles. God does not desire for his children to be hampered down, almost strangled, with anxiety, because anxiety can do many things to you that are very, very uncomfortable, not only that, very unhealthy. So, not only how do we overcome anxiety, but listen carefully, how do we maintain a lifestyle in which we are not plagued with anxiety? Does that mean that you'll never have any? No. It's one thing to have brief moments of anxiety. It's something else to live with it. And so I want you to turn to probably the best passage in the whole Word of God about anxiety, and that is Philippians chapter 4. And if you'll turn there, and I want us to think about this title, and that is, When Anxiety Strikes, because that's exactly what it does. And you can be moving along fine, and all of a sudden, you feel this very overwhelming sense of anxiety, this, this uh, sense of, uh, shall we say, fragmentation of our thinking, and um, we have a divided mind all of a sudden, and something's going on in our emotions. There's a sense of tension there. Lots of things go on when you and I begin to feel anxious. But listen to what Paul says. Now, remember where he is when he's writing this. Very important you remember this. Paul is in a Roman prison, chained to a Roman soldier. And when you think about that, you think, how in the world could a man be in a prison not like we have today with air conditioning, good food, and uh, television, but chained in a Roman prison that has none of that. And here in this four-chapter epistle, six times he talks about rejoicing, and seven times he uses the word joy. And then to top it all off in this fourth chapter, listen to what he says in this, um, look in the tenth verse. He says, writing to these Philippians, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. That is, uh, they had uh, supported him. And listen to what he says in verse 11. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. Now, that's one thing if you're lying on the beach and everything is going your way. But to be in a Roman prison chained to the guard and talk about joy and peace and being contented. And I think this verse a long time ago in my life really got my attention. How could a man live in the circumstances in which he lived and say, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I find myself? Well, it's because he had learned to deal with what he had just talked about. 
and that is this whole issue of being anxious. So let's if, look, if you will, in, beginning in this fourth verse, and let's read through the ninth verses. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men, the Lord is near. Then here's what he says. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all comprehension, that is, you just can't understand it, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Then finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good report, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Then the ninth verse says, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, the issue here is not only do, how do we overcome anxiety, but how do we prevent it in our life? Let me say again, that doesn't mean that you're going to reach some stage in life where you're never anxious about anything. Sometimes you can hear some very uh, tragic news or bad news a frightful news sometimes, and for a few moments there's a sense of anxiety. But for many people, that anxiety continues and continues and continues. And as we said, many people wake up with it, go to bed with it, not realizing the awesome effect it's having upon your life. And so what Paul is telling us here in this fourth chapter, this is the way you deal with anxiety. And oftentimes we'll read uh, a couple of verses here and don't continue with the rest of them, but all of this is important. So when he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God will garrison you about. That is, build a wall about you to protect you from anxiety. How could a man say this when he is in prison? unless he has learned something very, very significant, something that all of us need. Because, j listen, just living in our society can create anxiety. You get in your automobile and you drive down the expressway, it's real easy to get anxiety uh, when you think about and realize that everybody around you is driving at least 75 miles an hour or more unless they see a blue light. And then that cre creates anxiety because all the traffic backs up. And so, we could just go down the list of all the things that create anxiety in our lives. How do we deal with it? And Paul gives us a practical answer to that, a very practical answer. And it, here's what, if you'll notice, here's what he says. He says, this anxiety needs to be dealt with because what God wants us to have is peace and a sense of rejoicing in our life so that those of us who are believers, we say that we follow the Prince of Peace, that Jesus Christ the Prince of Peace. If that be true, the unbelieving world has a right to look at us and expect to find us living with a sense of peace and contentment in our life. Because if, if they don't see that, then they wonder, well, if Jesus is all He says He is, then why don't you have peace? He intends for us to have peace. And if you recall, if you go back to the Sermon on the Mount, for example, and look, if you will, in this sixth chapter, because Jesus dealt with the same thing, and uh, He said it a little different, but what He was dealing with is with the cares of the day and the things that everybody has to deal with when they uh, uh, face life. 
And so, he uses the word here, worry, in this translation. It's the same Greek word for anxiety. So, here's what he says in the 25th verse. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life, what you shall eat, what you'll drink, your bodies to what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Then he talks about looking at the birds of the air and the, and the flowers of the field. Then he says in the 27th verse, and who of you by being worried or anxious can add a single hour to your life? Well, listen, you can't add anything, but you can subtract some. Enough anxiety can take you out. Verse 31, do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? The 34th verse, again, he says, so don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of the things of itself. Now, why did Jesus spend all that time talking about anxiety? Because he knew that these people in his day had many things for which they could be anxious about. And if you'll notice what he talked about, he talked about simple things about what you wear and what you eat and, and, and clothing and so forth. And we have to add to that house payments and cars and job and future and IRAs and all the stuff that people deal with. In other words, we live in a society that's complex enough that there are many things to create anxiety. But does that mean we're to be anxious? No, it does not. And so, Jesus taught that we should not be worried, should not live in anxiety. You see, the first thing that does is this. If I'm an anxious person, no matter what I say about my relationship with God and my belief in Him, if I'm living in anxiety, what I'm really saying is, I believe in Him, but I don't trust Him. Because does He not answer our prayer? Does He not promise to answer our prayer? Does He not promise to be with us morning, noon, and night? He's with us all the time. Does He not say that the Holy Spirit's living on the inside of us and that He'll care for us, that He loves us unconditionally? On what basis then do I have a right living and following the Lord Jesus Christ, seated at the Father's right hand, making intercession for us? What right do I have to live in anxiety? live in worry. If God is who He says He is, if I trust Him, I will not carry worry and anxiety or anxiety in my life. That was Dr. Charles Stanley, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under Charles Stanley, When Anxiety Strikes. You can find out more information also about him at his website, intouch.org. I hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. Thank you.